once were in the nick, now more like a millstone, a plumbing stone, by God. Damn them all. Welcome back, everyone, to another Heart of Horror. I'm Bo. And I'm Kate. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, you know what? I didn't introduce you properly because oh, it's no, been no, too no, long. No, no, no. no, no. But <laughs> we can we can fix this in post. And by post, I mean right now. But <laughs> no. with me as ever. No. <laughs> the, the 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 Baroque, the beautiful. Is that Baroque or Broke? Baroque. The broke is accurate. <laughs> and Broke. The Baroque mm-hmm. and the Broke. Uh, and the beautiful, as always, Kate is is here. To yeah. help me figure out how to do this show again, because it's been forever. <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah, yeah. But we both uh, been so busy. Yeah, I mean that's the right. That's the problem uh, with uh, you know life and jobs and whatnot is occasionally yeah. that becomes a thing that you have to concentrate on, and that's bullshit. It is such bullshit. Uh, you shouldn't I don't have want to. Him. Yeah, you I not have to. You know, but we're like here in the states. We're coming off of uh, the Thanksgiving break, right? Which Happy was, Thanksgiving. Uh, the Thanksgiving was great. Uh, I got uh, you know, like it, it's eaten with the family, and everybody cooks a lot of food and and whatnot. So that all that's great. Yeah. And you watch the game? Uh, no, I did not watch any games. I am pulling literally every bit of knowledge I have from what I've seen in films. Okay. I know what that else there's you a got? game. Uh, there's yams. Uh, we, there were yams, yes. I know that because of Buffy, because it's a yam sham. Uh-huh. Um, and if anyone watches Buffy, they'll get that. And I... Uh, there's pilgrims and denial about history. And, yeah, yeah, um, perfect. Often political discussions that are either avoided or gone in full gung-ho. Uh-huh. Um, and there's pumpkin pie. And a yes. turkey. We didn't have pumpkin pie. Okay. But there were pies. There was uh, okay. like a cherry pie and a... Mm, um, a damn fine cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately not. There was no coffee, which oh, was a real what? big problem. That's awful. I uh, uh Yeah, badly arranged. Um, but there there was uh, a chocolate pie, a oh. cherry pie. I think that, those were the two pies in question. They sound better than pumpkin pie any day. I'm not a fan of pumpkin. Like, I know, controversial, especially for such an autumn lover. Like, I am such a basic bitch when it comes to autumn slash fall, you American listeners. Um, but I cannot get away with, like, pumpkin spice lattes. Pumpkin. I, just, I love pumpkin carving. I love pumpkins as decor. But in terms of imbibing pumpkins in any kind of fashion, that's a no thanks from me. I'll take chocolate. I find pumpkin pies to be a little bland. Oh, yeah. Is really my problem is that the the taste of pumpkin does not have a an assertive enough profile. <laughs> does that sound very foodie? A description? It sounds yeah, but it's great. I'm enjoying it. But if you dump some shit on top of a pumpkin pie, like some whipped cream, cream. yeah. Now right. now we're in business. But that's just because I like whipped cream, not because I like pumpkin pie. Right? Yeah, you can put whipped cream in anything and it tastes good. I, I mean, anything and anyone. Right. We we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-huh. The, f- <laughs> the first of many whipped cream on nipple references that you'll get this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yummy, yummy. Speaking of, uh, with with whipped cream and white and ghostly, do we have uh, a haunted dating story? Oh. 
<laughs> I was I was really like so unsure about where you were going with that. <laughs> I mean, look, I, yeah. I'm a professional. I think it's right downtown. Oh man, you and those segues. Ooh, <laughs> I know. The, may, the, I mean, not the worst segue I've ever done, but it's top twenty, right? Of it's the shitty good. ones. <laughs> top of the bottom. Wait, top of the bottom. Mm-hmm. Anyways, just like me, top from the bottom. Um, <laughs> so this one is actually from around my neck of the woods. This is uh, someone from Bristol, which is where I'm from. And pretty sure this is not her real name. Amethyst Realm. Oh, there's no way that's a real name. I thought you were going to say it's Pate Colic from <laughs> Bristol. No. <laughs> Plot twist. <laughs> no, actually, that's about, um, that's one of the few things I've not checked. It's a, it's a spiritual entity. Kind of grateful, not going to lie. Um but yeah, no, this person is called Amethyst Realm. Now, for those who have listened to the last episode or two, I have got a book called Dating the Dead. <clears throat> and this story, excuse me, I've got a bit of a cough. This story um, is in this, but I did my own research because it mentioned a very famous TV show in the UK called This Morning. It's like one of those like kind of like Regis and Kelly type morning chat shows. Sure, 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 sure. Anyway, so not only has she been on there, she's been on there about four or five times over the years, just giving these like updates on her, on her relationship with this ghost. <laughs> yeah. So what they have in the book is what we have in the book, but I went and did, did my own bit of research and there is more. So I will give you that what it says in the book and then I'll give you the back extra bits. And what I'll do is I'll put the, the links of these interviews on the, on the page because how I'll be able so, okay. So, Phil Schofield and Holly Willoughby were mm-hmm. like the most recent. Phil Philip Schofield has had to depart this morning due to some controversy, which I'm not getting into. Um, but um, but Phil and Holly were like national treasures, and they would have no qualms about not being. They were never mean. Mm-hmm. But they would definitely do the thing where they'd be trying so hard not to laugh and it'd be so unbelievably obvious. And fair play, they actually were pretty respectful. Like there wasn't, I couldn't even see any kind of like hints of like trying to laugh. And I really just thought that they'd be losing their shit over this, but they were pretty, they were pretty professional. Well done then. Um, right. So this is uh, the woman who fell in love and married a ghost. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Amethyst Realm. A 27-year-old spiritual counsellor from Bristol, England, has a curious love life. Appearing on the popular daytime TV show this morning, she described how she hopes to settle down and perhaps even have a baby someday with a ghost. She met, right? I know. She met and fell in love with her current spirit partner on a visit to Australia while out for a walk in the bush. No euphemism. Mm. Um, It's the one in this realm. And apparently the ghost hitched a ride back to England on the plane with her and the couple planned to get married. She explained to the bemused hosts her plans to start a ghostly family. I've been looking into phantom pregnancies and I believe that a phantom pregnancy is actually a real pregnancy, but you have to have a phantom inside, but you have a phantom inside you rather than a real baby. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, keep going. We'll, we'll come back to this. No, wait, there's so much. There is so much. Realm wasn't afraid of the spirit that haunted her bedroom. 
She said she hopes to have a physical baby with her phantom husband. Maybe this is like a really nice dream that you can go back into and opt into whenever you want. This is apparently not her first quote-unquote close encounter with a spiritual being. It all began in 2005 when her flesh and blood fiancé was working away from home. Realm said that she started to feel the presence of a supernatural being in the spare bedroom. She was not afraid of it, quite the contrary. Convinced that the spirit had the hots for her, one evening she decided to make the first move. Dressing up in a sexy underwear, she sat and waited. Realm recalls in the interview that she felt its presence just as she was dropping off to sleep. She goes on to explain that what followed was the first of many sexual encounters with the spirit. It wasn't long before Realm's fiancé moved out on the grounds that she was having an affair. He had seen the shadowy figure of a man through the bedroom window, reports Amethyst, much to her annoyance as herself, as she herself has never seen her lover in physical form. The relationship lasted for three years before Amethyst and her spirit lover drifted apart. But for Amethyst, a relationship with a real man couldn't compare to her spiritual experience as she turns to seeking love from ghosts. Amethyst claims to have had sexual encounters with at least 15 ghosts, including some one-night stands. Or one-fright stands. (laughs) For Amethyst, it was a case of once you go ghost, you can never go back. That's not even... That doesn't even rhyme. Right, right. Yeah. We need to make a better one. Once Once you go dead, you'll... I don't know. Once you... Uh, once you go Spectre, you'll always know who Rector. <laughs> we'll think on it. Yeah. So anyways. It's not great. So anyways, right. So basically, her and her fiancé are now no longer getting married. She's dumped him. Um, and by dumped, I mean done a spiritual cleansing spell on her house. Oh, um, wow. That is... Like the, the, the curb. Th- throwing shit on the lawn of the spirit it is, world it, yeah it is um because apparently he started bringing all of his ghost mates around mm-hmm. and he changed and he um yeah and he just started becoming really distant and like going off and then like coming back and stuff but bringing all of his mates and partying all the time but his his mates was like a bit of a bad crowd apparently and like she felt this presence like following her around the house like in a very like intimidating sinister way and like basically he wouldn't change and so she kicked him to the curb and now she's currently single and quite happy with it i mean i know he was 2700 years old i thought i could fix him (laughs) I don't know what Actually, accent that is, but that was not a Bristol accent. Yeah, um, that was more like a Dick Van Dyke accent. I know it was. Yes, it, it was right <laughs> next door to the Chim Chim Cheree. Uh, but um, but yeah, no. Apparently, he's a thousand years old. Actually, respect to your elders, Bo. But like, right, apparently, but... he was a sailor or something in real life. And and oh my god, this is awesome as well. So apparently, like, um, she's been in contact with his living family and shit and like her sister was going to be her bridesmaid at their wedding and um yeah and then also as well like uh what was it um they oh yeah on this morning they tried (laughs) they tried to get a quote they tried to get a comment from ray who's the who's the ghost fiance they Uh tried to get a a comment from him but weirdly he didn't respond to their to their um requests oh he's probably off with his other ghost buddies he's not even checking right not even looking looking at his messages or anything no no not at all so yeah so um go for it all right all of this top to bottom pure nonsense Mm -hmm. my favorite part of this though is the my sister or the sister of my ghost fiance 
is going to be at the wedding, and you know that she asked oh, this no, woman. Oh, it was her sister. Yeah, it was her sister. Oh, her sister was going to be the fiance. But, oh no, the fiance, the bridesmaid. But she's been in touch with his family. Right, but you know it had to be a real like. Will you be the the maid of honor at my ghost wedding? Yeah, I and they're know. just like, uh, yeah, sure. You just be- tell me when the date is. <laughs> It would be a cheap wedding because you wouldn't have to feed anyone. It would just be dead people. It would just be well. one of those like, churches where, like, fully half of it's filled with, you know, people who buy a lot of crystals, <laughs> and then the other half is totally empty. And the she other side. like she looks so normal as well. Like I was it, when I saw the interview, I was like, "Huh, okay, not what I expected." Like you would literally like until she started talking, be like, "Oh." This, this person's just an average person like but she's like a spiritual counselor so by like you know she's a medium essentially so <laughs> so a grifter by nature <laughs> hey look if the warrens are legit <laughs> i'm not even gonna go into yeah that. right it, <laughs> i felt dirty saying it i'm sorry bro <laughs> yeah it, i mean as soon as someone says oh i'm a spiritual counselor then the first thing i think is like oh so a scam artist or a cult You're leader a one of the two whichever whichever works for you mate speaking of all right do we do we have more about the the ghostly dating here um no i think that's a i think that is about it i might have missed some stuff um just because there was so much um but i'll put the i'll put the links up on the page once the episode airs and then like people can have a have a watch of these interviews yeah the only reason i'm i'm trying to bail on this quickly is i mentioned cult leader and there is something that we have to discuss oh okay hit me with it all right have you seen the twin flames documentaries no i've got it saved on my netflix damn it bro if you told me i'd have got it watched today <laughs> i didn't know it was gonna come up this oh. was like completely organic but think, think of every every inevitability bro come on i know i'm sorry <laughs> uh i didn't i didn't realize this was gonna happen but i should have thought about it because it is perfect for us it is a cult of people who are trying to fall in love and it is fucking bananas is it like is it like a is it a series or is it one There all right so there are two of them they're dueling uh dueling documentaries the way that that happened with the fire festival one oh, of them right, right. is on Amazon the other is on Netflix um did you want to do like we could maybe do an episode on it I mean we we certainly could I've watched both and I didn't mean to but that's just how life happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and like if you wanted to deep on it like we could we could do an episode it's up to you i'd have seen it to know whether it's worthwhile i'll watch it and then we'll decide all right because okay, cool, cool, cool. i don't want to i don't want you to agree to that and then watch <laughs> like fuck's sake bro right watch the documentary like i don't want any part of this but it is <laughs> i would recommend watching the amazon one first right okay no, and so then watch the the Netflix one because I think the Amazon one is actually the better of the two in that it gives you more backstory on the craziness. Oh right, okay. And and that's what you want out of this. You yeah. you want here is the crazy shit that the cult leader made the people in the cult do. Okay. And cool. and fortunately, as of right now, there are no fatalities. Like this is not okay. That's a Manson that's, that's not like a yeah, like not a Waco. Right. As far as like true crime shit goes, there are certainly victims as are presented in the documentaries, but nobody's yeah. dead. Okay. There are just people That's who are good. deep in on the cult. Right. Okay. So this is more like look at all the batshit crazy people as opposed to oh no, someone's dead. Well, 
But I mean, that's uh, so here's the thing oh. is that the people who get involved in this, it's totally understandable why they do. Oh, that's so sad. So, but, but all the people that you're talking to in both of the documentaries are people who have gotten out of it. Okay. With, with very few exceptions, I think. That that's so <laughs> the, the thing that's fascinating about it is it's people who were deep in explaining like here's how it caught me this is what what happened like you know whether it's i you know my husband died i got a divorce i've never really been in love any of that stuff and here is a couple on youtube telling you hey if you do these things you will absolutely meet your soulmate oh that's sad that they're preying on the lonely and suggestible for sure, but it gets... No, that's how, how scam workers work, though, unfortunately. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyway, as you get into it, you'll just have to message me as you're watching this thing. Cause oh, oh, don't worry. You'll be getting a live fucking commentary. Do not <laughs> do not worry about that. But it's super good. <laughs> it is... Both of them are worth watching. Uh, Amazon, like I said, I think is better if you're only going to watch one. But I highly recommend it as a, oh my goodness... There is a cult in our midst and nobody has been reporting on this. And all of a sudden now you can get a lot of information about this. Yeah. So watch, so watch the Netflix one first or the Amazon one first? R watch the think? Amazon one first. Okay. And then is follow the Netflix up not, one not going to just be like giving me information I already know from the Amazon? No, because it's different people that are being interviewed and you get a totally okay. different spin on it. And okay. one of them goes harder. The Netflix one goes a little harder on the gender stuff. Okay. But I don't want to say any more about that because okay, okay, you need right. to I'll get... I'll watch both. I'll watch yeah. both. Like, yeah. Watch, watch the Amazon one and if you feel like you need more information or just want to watch more of these weirdos, the the <laughs> Jeff and Shalia are the names of the two at the Why center. Why is it always Jeff? It's always... I swear to God, like, Jeff is just such a name synonymous with, like, death and cults and... My dad's called Jeff. But it's not with a J. It's You've serious. got a death name. Yeah, that's got a death name. Uh, my name's Jeff. Um, no, because it's always the G J E F F. My dad spells it G off. Wait, have we had this conversation? I think we had this conversation. Maybe so, but this is a, uh, but like, yeah, a J E F F, like, Jeff. Yeah, I always feel like the J E F F is always like can't trust it. Oh no, but I, I, I feel that way about every name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Especially Amethyst Realm, Jesus. <laughs> Amethyst Realm is definitely not on the birth certificate. It's not, is it? Mm -mm. Uh, but no yes. one's that unfortunate. <laughs> so there, there are cults um, in our midst, and that's always exciting yeah. to know. Yeah. I've, man, I love a good cult. <laughs> Especially if I'm not involved in it. Yeah, and I'm going to say, like, don't get involved in one, though. Like, <laughs> love it from afar. Most especially if I'm leading it. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. I'd be in your cult, Bo. I don't know what my premise is. I think, I think it, it would be a very relaxed one. I think it would have to be built around Twin Peaks. Oh, I'm so fucking in. And that, like, hey, I have I have heard messages from the great beyond yeah. telling me that this is the touchstone of all spirituality. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I don't, yeah. Well, who would I be in this, in this cult? I mean, at this point, like, 
you know, <laughs> we're hiring in, in all roles at this point. So I don't know. P- pick your job. What do you, what do you feel like doing? You want to be in charge of indoctrination? Be in charge of indoctrination. You want to keep everybody awake uh, all the time, you know, so that they start to really mentally break down. I mean, take yeah. that job, whatever you want to do, however you want to torture um, these people. Ooh, I don't know. I have to think on it. Maybe I'll, <laughs> I can already hear Jamie McCordy going, oh, you're born to death with talks of Suspiria. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, something like that, probably just talk people to death. <laughs> Be a good one for me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you want to do just pure indoctrination, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'll just do that with my, my cherry pie. Uh-huh. And my cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. That's a great life for me. I'm happy with that. Look, I mean, they're going to be cleaning the place up and doing all the work. It's going to be great. Yeah. And then all we've got to do is occasionally just sit down, you know, on the floor, cross-legged in front of a fireplace and mm-hmm. talk to them about how the they're disappointing us. Yeah. They're like, hey, if you were... If you were truly part of this movement, you would give more. Yeah. Can I be part of the hiring process as well, the recruiting process? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay, great. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. I have ideas. I have plans. <laughs> Good. Good. Because <laughs> I'm I'm more of a big picture cult leader. Like I'm, you know, I'm not the one that's telling you how to get to the Polanski house. I'm just telling you, hey, wouldn't it be a good idea if yeah. we, we just went helter-skelter on... A Hollywood yeah. couple, yeah, but I had nothing to do with it. That was all you. That was that was your plan. Yeah, yeah, right. No, I just you know we're talking about things, but I'm not going to tell you to go do it. No, but if I it happened, I mean, how great would that be? But you know, I'd be like the instigator and like the little like the little kind of like little voice going, like, "Oh yeah, go on, do it, do it." Look, every everybody needs their squeaky from. Yeah. <laughs> okay all right anyway i'll I'll do that i guess (laughs) anyway yeah (laughs) so we are talking uh this time about cults yeah speaking of cults uh we're talking about work and workplace relationships and if there is look every every workplace is basically just one group of gossipy bitches traded Mm -hmm. for another it doesn't matter where you go or what you're doing you are working with a bunch of gossipy bitches. You are probably a gossipy bitch. Yeah. And I, I hold my hands up. I love I love gossip. Oh yeah, I love a good mess at work, especially yeah. if it doesn't touch me personally, but I get to uh, yeah. witness it and judge it. Yeah, 100%. I'm so done. I'm usually the one in the mess. Mhm. I am done with being in the mess. I want to be on the sidelines with my popcorn, thank you. Not getting touched by any of this. Yeah, that yeah. is the the place to be. You mm. know, you have to know where to stand. You do. Otherwise, and... you're just going to get, like, spattered. Right. And we're, so we're talking about that along alongside the movie The Voices. Oh, yeah, we didn't say the movie, did we? <laughs> yeah, which oh, is, <laughs> of course, the Ryan Reynolds, you know, I mean, I, I hesitate to call it a pure horror movie. It's Although like a he, horror comedy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it definitely it's, plays into the comedy. But there are some fucking fucked up moments, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, the one thing I was most surprised with this movie is how gruesome it truly gets. Yeah. It doesn't really pull punches. And it's such a weird movie. I mean, bef- 
we'll we'll get back to the workplace stuff in a second but mm. like it is the tone of this movie is really strange yeah because it's almost fantastical yeah it's almost do you know what, at times it almost reminds me of like wes anderson yeah yeah for sure but i i guess that is part of the delusion you know that you're seeing because you're seeing this movie through ryan reynolds eyes and he's you know on a schizophrenic break because he has stopped taking his medication yeah and and that's one of the things that's really interesting about it it's why it seems so tonally crazy oh yeah it's on purpose yeah um, but uh, so the the premise of the I mean we we meet Ryan Reynolds, who is working at um, a factory. Yeah, like a a toilet fixture. Yeah. Thing. And he's kind of a quiet, keeps to himself kind of guy. Classic. Yeah, right, like neighbors. Uh, seems so nice. I never really thought of, like. Yeah. <laughs> he seems so quiet and normal. No complaints from any of them nope and then uh there is a woman at work that he's really into played by jim arterton yeah can you blame him I mean, Jim's a fucking artisan uh, that, her pencil skirts uh-huh blouse it jim arterton and carla gugino occupy occupied the same kind of space in my mind oh sorry yeah oh right yes yes and i i mean i'm obsessed with both of them I think they're both beautiful. They do have a, a similar energy. Yeah. And yeah. kind of kind of uh spicy. Bit mummy, mummy vibes. You think so? Well, especially with um I can never pronounce the name Tommy again. Carla Gugino. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, definite mummy vibes with her. Hmm. So like they both they both they both kind of like have Yeah, definitely like spicy kind of like energy, but just like that also that very kind of classic yes like lady in the street freaking the sheets absolutely yeah 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 very kind of an almost retro vibe but you know that they're also like really confident and like 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 the the fact that they dress in a more restrained fashion almost makes them sexier oh yeah like you have to work for it (laughs) but you know that when you do that payoff is like sure right right right. i'm not (laughs) i'm not advertising it because once this dress comes off it's gonna be your mind's gonna be blown yeah 100 percent. yeah um you've seen byzantium right with jim rothstein i have not oh no 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 i'm sorry no i was thinking babylon that movie from last year no i've definitely seen byzantium yeah 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 right oh yeah like Jim Arterton from uh what the disappearance of Alice Creed is that what it's called? Uh, yeah, I still haven't seen that. It's been on my watch list forever. Oh, it's so fucking good. Yeah, I know. I've yeah, and but she's great in it. It was one one of her early roles, I think. Yeah, it was like ages ago. Yeah, like, but from the first time I I saw her on screen, I was like, she is gorgeous, and how how do i make her my my own my wife <laughs> um, i think around that point you had to fend off cristiano ronaldo right i mean that doesn't seem hardly fair i can't compete with that mm, i don't think i don't know if he's that great uh well but he's accomplished and that's he what is he's accomplished. Go. and isn't she with james bond now no that's rachel vice oh boy i see there you go 
Jim Arterton, uh, Rachel Weiss, Carlo Gugino, all three. Yeah, oh, uh, there's absolute mummy vibes with <laughs> no pun intended, um, but with uh, with Rachel Weiss, yeah. absolute. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe that's my fetish. And oh, she's I didn't with realize Rory it. Keenan, Gemma Arterton. Who's Rory Keenan? I don't know who is Rory Keenan. Oh, he's a bit of an older bloke. Oh, oh. no, not old, but just older. Somebody's looking for um, somebody. He's all right. He's got a bit of a rapscallion look about him. Oh, I could see that. She probably likes a rapscallion. Yeah. yeah, she's like an uptown girl looking for a downtown boy or whatever. The lyric is. <laughs> oh, oh, why did we go Billy Joel? Because um, <laughs> why wouldn't you? I guess. Itself. At least with uptown girl anyway. Everything else can suck it. But uh, so, point being, Ryan Reynolds justifiably <laughs> obsessed with Jim Arterton. But if they had been there, probably equally obsessed with either Rachel Weisz or Carla Gugino. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, But yeah, so he ends up uh, taking her home one night after her car stalls. And sort of, it it is kind of our first hint, other than his pets talking to him. By the way, the, the whole premise of this movie is that he's got a cat that, uh, in a Scottish brogue, is constantly telling him to do the worst possible shit. Yeah. And a dog, an old is hound. the angel and devil on his shoulder, in it? Absolutely. And the old dog is, you know, oh, Brad Reynolds, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. Well, you're a good boy. Right. <laughs> and it's so funny because he voices everything. Anytime you hear a, a voice that's part of a an animal, it's Ryan Reynolds. So kudos to him for the vo- vocal ranges. Yeah, it's really fun. It's fun to hear him kind of cutting loose, especially with yeah. the cat. Oh which my is god, very Mr. funny. Whiskers, so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, and and I so I think of Baz though. Whenever I hear, him. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. It's just about, if anyone listens to podcasts under the stairs, don't they? Um, yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> and so he's he's taking her home. And at first she's a little withdrawn, but then she starts to come around. And worth saying, she's kind of mean. She's kind of a she's mean a, lady. She's a yeah. She's she's not very considerate at all. Like I don't think she's like really mean. She's just very self-absorbed and inconsiderate. Right? Does like, he definitely idolizes her more than what she's maybe like maybe deserves? Oh, for sure. And it seems to be not thrilled about being placed at this particular location like she's from out of town and kind of sees everyone and everything as a little bit beneath her yeah well she moved there for her like um like she was promised of getting married and stuff she left london and she went moved there with this guy and then he basically said oh actually love i don't want to marry you and he goes off and marries someone else so she's she's kind of understandably a little bit like pissed off with the town but at the same time she kind of takes it out on people who really don't deserve it yeah absolutely and but so you know as fate would have it they're together in the cab of his truck and uh it's it was it a deer it's a deer yeah Yeah. deer runs out into the road and goes through the windshield right and so he has to kill this deer 
to put out its misery and jimmy order he so happens to have on him like a hunting knife right yes and jimmy arterton rightfully is kind of freaked out by this and starts to kind of walk away and then he chases her down and kills her yeah yeah but he kind of does it by accident at first like he 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 topples into her and the knife goes into her but then he just doesn't stop stabbing her (laughs) well but that's all right so that's one of the questions (laughs) of the movie right is like is it accidental I mean, because the cat is kind of asking him, the cat's sort of the evil part of his personality, but Mm -hmm. even the cat is like, well, I mean, why did you have the knife in hand like that? And why were you holding it like that if you did not plan on killing her? But he kind of, uh, yeah, to be fair, like he does, he he puts this sugar-coated, literally rose-tinted view on everything. So probably to him, like, he was like, oh, I tripped and fell and stabbed her repeatedly, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah yeah you're right it's probably just like his mental brain his, his like mentality sort of putting that in place to kind of protect his sanity a little bit yeah and you're right because he's trying to be a good guy he thinks he's a good guy yeah and that's the irony of all of this is that he he's trying to play himself off as like just a lovable guy next door but we see yeah. with his relationship with his therapist that yeah. she's like, hey, you got to keep taking the pills because when you don't take the pills, then the voices come back. Are you hearing the voices? Mm, not really. Okay, good. I'm hearing voices when people talk to me. Like, he's so evasive. Right. And he keeps a trophy, though, per serial killer tradition. <laughs> he, oh, he reeks of Jeffrey Dahmer in this. Yeah. it And kind of in that same sort of emotionally pathetic way. Yeah, like he just wants a friend. And you can see through the flashbacks of, you know, his earlier life that things were not great and, Mm-mm. you know. No, especially with that reveal near right at the end of what happened with to his mom. It's just like, fuck. Yeah, I mean, it's a very killers are, are made, not born Yeah, sort of thing. That maybe, you know, it, the, the eternal question, right, of like, are you born bad or can you be born violent and crazy yeah Yeah. and i think you can be but i think more often than not that's just like whether or not you have that particular gunpowder inside you then something has to light the fuse yeah i yeah exactly because you have like you know perfectly high functioning psychopaths all the time um you know they don't necessarily kill anyone or anything but they will just have that set that that state of mind where they can disassociate and they can be quite brutal to it like especially in like terms of business and politics and stuff like that but then if you add a trauma um and you know and you or you add like an influence of violence in with that mix of disassociation then that's where you get a killer right and that's that's what i I, my understanding of it i am not remotely qualified to give any sort of diagnosis by the way (laughs) oh no we're both talking out our ass to some degree (laughs) but it's based largely on documentaries we've both seen and you know horror movies and criminal minds so i am Look, basically a phd qualified profiler yes i've watched 12 seasons so far of criminal minds give me my diploma please thank you <laughs> we we should be detectives we should go around and solve mysteries this. i often think this there's so many times where i've watched criminal minds and i've worked out who the murderer was like with well, not on the episodes where they show you blatantly who the murderer is but like on the ones where they don't i've worked shit out before it's happened i'm like bitches Psh- Give me that FBI money that apparently allows you to afford those houses. Yeah, but most of mine would be based on <laughs> casting. 
Like, you would be a great private detective. See, my problem, though, is I would be like, well, it, it's clearly this guy. And they're like, why? Well, it, because it's, uh, you know, Jeremy Sisto. And he's too big. <laughs> he's too big to be doing a guest spot without having a bigger role. <laughs> so he's got to be the killer. <laughs> yeah. Or like, oh, it's because she's wearing like blue nail polish. And you just wouldn't do that unless that was like Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Kind of thing. But yes, I would love to, in my mind at least, there is a whole life I have led where I get to wear like trench coats more mm -hmm. and I've got a battered hat that I take with me yeah. everywhere and people give me shit about it, but I keep wearing it anyway. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, you know, you, you're going you're gonna to quit smoking one day. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, or you have quit smoking, but you've got that lucky cigarette for when you catch your arch nemesis that you've been on the hunt for the last 20 years. I promise that I'll never buy another pack of cigarettes, but I'm constantly bumming them off of other people. Right. And they're like, why yeah. don't you just buy your own cigarettes? Because I quit, and that's my gimmick. Yeah, yeah. That's what I do. Yeah. That's actually what I do. The, the, this sounds good. And then. Fucking cigarettes today? Like, I don't buy my own. Right. So, in that situation, <laughs> anyway. are we full partners in this? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I can be like your, um, your like, uh, wisecracking psychic. But like, we'll turn on their like sexual prowess when like it comes to being undercover and shit, or like working their way into places that we shouldn't be going. Sure, right, right. Places I could never get into. It's like, yeah, hey, show them a little leg. Yeah, oh, uh, my legs are not my strong point. It's my tits. So show them a like, little oh. tit. <laughs> Ain't nothing little. Uh, but yeah, like I'd be like, oh, I'll just undo this button, please, and then like bat my eyelids, and then they're like, okay, then sugar tits, like let's go, and then I'll be like, thanks, and then. And then I'll be like on my radio to you, be like, okay, I'm in. Blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, you come in around the back. I let you in around the back, and then it's like, game over. And then, yeah, and then we're off to the records room. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like, oh. yeah, yeah. I like, With, like all the of low this. light and like the musty air. Mm hmm. Mm. Yeah. Watch out, criminal underworld. Bo and Kate are on the case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. What were you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. So. He he ends up taking her head back home. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> and which talks to him also. And now it, he can imagine her being like really friendly and supportive. Oh, and she's so unbelievably stereotypical British as well, which is what I love because that's how he imagines her to talk. Right, yeah. governor. And yeah, there is talk there of trumpets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, Absolutely, it's great. All of that. So yeah, right. a good show. <laughs> jolly good show for the record no one talks like that here no one not one person mm. no sorry not one person talks like that i don't know i've seen a lot of movies <laughs> oh yeah sorry no my bad yeah no you're right <laughs> but i i like that because all of the movie is filtered through ryan reynolds brain that when you get the glimpses of what his apartment really looks like. Oh, that's a fucking horror show. Right. It's just this nasty hoarder mess. It's Ed Gein's house. Yes. But when he, when you're seeing it purely through his eyes, you know, cause there's that one point where he stops taking the medication or starts taking yeah. it rather. And yeah, then every, it, yeah. and everything is fucked. And he's like, why would I want to live like this? Why wouldn't I take this medicine? That makes everything okay yeah. again. No, wait, why would I take it 
to why wouldn't why would why would I keep taking it if it doesn't? It's weird because you think that the surreal world would be when he's on meds, not the other right. way around. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. But yeah, yeah so maybe. but you yeah, that so that dichotomy of of what his life is really like. And you kind of yeah. know that, like once you see it, every time you see this kind of glowing oh yeah it's great because it kind of takes on this different because then you kind of because up until that point is it, even though you know what he's done is horrific and it's like there is an element of you knowing that that's gross and weird but because of the way it's presented and the way that he's imagining things it's all very light and airy fairy then you have that glimpse of what it's really like and it, you can't get past that because next time he has a conversation with her head on the counter you know that that's a decomposing head you know that that's you know generally like it's it you can't you can't unsee it anymore. Yeah. After that point. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the things I love so much about it is, yeah, like in your mind's eye, it's like, oh, that head is grotesque. Yeah. Like that lampshade is covered in blood spatter. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Those um, neatly boxes of Tupperware mm-hmm. filled with body parts. That's right. Because, you know, you wanted to do this in an orderly fashion. I mean, you know, psychopaths are nothing if not OCD, right? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. And so, yeah, it's all of that stuff I find really, really interesting. And then added to all of this is Anna Kendrick. Who, oh, sweet Anna Kendrick. Sweet, sweet summer child, Anna oh. Kendrick, who is this incredibly sweet girl. A who, little naive, maybe. Very much so. Very... Very middle America, very small town. Oh, and her cute little kind of like 50s, um, like what's that word? Like Lindy Bop dress when she goes around to his mm-hmm. house with cookies or muffins or whatever it is. Oh, she's so cute. She doesn't, she doesn't deserve it. <laughs> and all she wants is, you know, to get to know Ryan Reynolds. She thinks he's, uh, you know, a cute guy and... And he does like her. He mm-hmm. likes her. That that's the thing is when you realize, like, oh, he actually has a genuine connection with her. That yeah. is that goes beyond this fantasy hard, world that he had with Jim Arterton. Yeah, hundred percent. Because he actually spent real time with her. She actually likes him. They have things in common. Like they both are ridiculously connected to their pets, and like you know they. They have a they have a good time, and he doesn't go back to her, his obviously, but he goes back to her. So there's nothing there to to sugarcoat what he sees is what is there. You know, he's he's he, it's a very genuine experience, and it's so unfortunate that she's just very persistent in her pursuit of him. And <laughs> yeah, yeah the the scene where he's he says he's locked out of his house. Oh no. And she's like, oh, I can do this because, you know, I'm... I get locked out of mine all the time because I'm a complete dit. Right. And she just starts... <laughs> like, not really because she can fucking unlock a door with her hairpin. Yeah. I can't do that. And so while he's, like, trying to get in through a skylight or whatever, a window, she's yeah. just like, oh, I'm going to open the door and go inside. And it's just a house of, of horrors. 100%. Can you Can you imagine... Like, I've had some fucked up experiences, but, like, I cannot imagine. Like, it's bad enough for me when I go over a guy's house and I just see, like, hair in the bath. 
you know like or like clogged in the sink with like mm-hmm. toothpaste and i'm like ew gross like you knew there was a possibility of me coming back and you didn't think to clean this up you know like it's, i don't know like i just like i get the echo over such dumb stuff honestly but like i remember okay so um those who don't know i just went and visited my best friend in canada and she is an actual psychopath so she <laughs> she organizes her um her cutlery drawer so all of the knives and forks are like all the same set which that's fine that's just you know shows you're organized right so there's no mismatching of of stuff which allows her to like balance them like pile them up on top of each other and then like push them to the side to keep them in place kind of thing there's no like haphazard just throwing them in the drawer kind of thing like yeah, I mean, I put forks and forks and knives and knives. I'm, I'm not a complete lunatic. But, like, I don't pile them up in, like, a row mm-hmm. all neatly. And I literally looked at her, looked at the drawer, looked at her, and I was just like, you know, if you're a guy and I was coming back to your flat, this would be a red fucking flag and I'd be out of here. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, I, and she was so particular about it. She's such a fucking control freak. It's hilarious. I find it very endearing. But like, because I know her and I know she's not actually a psychopath. But if I had never met her before, I'd be like, cool, cool. Where are all the exits? You know, like, and like, yeah. So I just, I can't imagine sleeping with someone, having a connection with someone, really genuinely liking person. And this, this is very, 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 very small town America. Like, I can't imagine that there's a lot of choice. And like yes, yes, Ryan yes, yes. Reynolds is, I don't know if you've noticed, kind of a good looking guy. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, you've got this good looking guy who seems to be nice, who you work with, who you've been getting to know, you fuck, presumably he's pretty good with bed, otherwise in bed, otherwise you'd probably be not seeing him again. And like, then you go in and you see blood and stacked body parts and grime and like... Oh, just shit and piss everywhere. Everything, yeah. And, like, that's before you've even seen Gemma Artinson's head on the counter, on Mm -hmm. the table, where he's covered it with a fucking coat. Like, yeah. I just... Oh, my God. No, thanks. Gross. No, thanks. Don't care how good you give head. (laughs) I just realized what I said. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Good night, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. And we're done. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i can't believe your message to me earlier sorry it's like sidetrack but i can't believe like your message to me earlier like hopefully you don't have any heads and i was like actually i got a couple because i've just taken up a hairdressing course so i have block heads to work on that's fantastic it was so great i was like wow <laughs> yeah it's good i was very impressed with that conversation and how that went yes it, and it made anyway. its way to to uh facebook as well so it's preserved forever. yeah yeah i uh i put that on there because i was like this is too good not to share it was yeah it's it quite a nice moment yeah carry on sorry no i was just thinking i have even though i'm a cat owner if i walk into a date's house and there is a distinct like cat litter aroma oh that yeah. is the fucking worst that's where i'm like oh we we cannot go on yeah i don't have cat i've never had cats so i maybe not so because i don't know how easy it is to cover that smell or like where you're supposed to put the litter tray so it doesn't permeate through the house like i don't know enough about it to judge um but like yeah it's not pleasant right it like it's got to be a real like oh i'm surprised that you have cats on account of there being a lack of poop smell but 
there are those things that if I walk into somebody's house and I see certain things, like that's one thing where I'm like, oh, this is a this is a big red flag. Well, and what if like what if they cleaned it out just before they went and then the cat like used it while you were out? But that's a different thing. There is there is a difference between hey it's varying levels of shit smell yeah (laughs) like some of it is just like oh it's it smells like your cat just took a shit versus your entire place smells like your cat taking a shit oh yeah you know what i mean like it's just in the carpet and drapes and yeah like i i i I say this from experience because i dated somebody that had that kind of situation and i was like can you not smell this and, oh, when it's so bad that they don't even smell it anymore. Right, where she was like, it does, it just doesn't bother me, I guess. And I'm like, it should. This is awful. And also as well, like, if you are going to have people over, like, presumably she has friends and stuff over also. Like, consider that, too. It's not, it's not about you, love. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, they, right. This isn't about, like, hey, I'm trying to shame you as a pet owner or anything like that. But it yeah, right it's just off-putting you know yeah and but there 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 are a handful of things like that like th- that kind of odor if you see somebody that's just to your point like you knew i was coming over and your place looks like this yeah like what is it like like do you either you either don't care and this is just what it's like all the time or it's worse there's no like the only time that i kind of like is it you know like go okay like kind of forgive it a bit as if like they live in like a shared house yeah and yeah, yeah. you know it's maybe like the living room is a communal area and it's not their mess but equally quite rightly so they're also not going to tidy up their flatmates mess you know but it's like when you go into the bedroom that's like the key thing like if their bedroom or their main living space if that's like clean tidy whatever you know then like all right that's fine the rest of it i can understand you live in a shared house or whatever you know it is what it is but like yeah as long as where they primarily dwell is all right then that's fine for me yeah and it doesn't have to be perfect or anything no no, it doesn't have to be like pristine but just you know orderly right i mean knowing that somebody is just like capable of yeah a clean environment that's all i need like, I want to sit down without feeling like I'm going to contract something. Right. Or I'm just obsessive enough that when I see something that's really messy, I'm like, I can help you clean this. Right. You know, like, let's put these books back on a shelf. Oh, yeah. No, books have to be on the shelf. Uh, or uh, the exception, obviously, is the nightstand. Oh, yeah. No, of course. But or one of the two it's places. that kind of like, they clearly have used up all their book space and they're just having to pile it, but the piles are like respectful. Mm-hmm. I don't want to even say, they don't even have to be neat because there is a slight sort of romanticism about like having the kind of scattered book piles. But as long as there's like a respect for the books, that's all that I ask. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? I got real upset what, uh, the other day. One of the kids in class uh, just had a book open and was just tearing a page out of the back of it. Oh! Yeah. Oh, dude. And I was like, what, what are you doing? Oh, what the fuck, bro? Did you cane that kid? I'm not one for corporal punishment usually, but that fucking kid deserved it. I don't think we're allowed oh. to cane, but I definitely thing. stopped in my tracks what I was doing and asked that question, like, what is this about? And they were just like, I don't know. I'm like, just 
it, it, it you know if you don't want to read the book that's fine if you're bored in class that's fine please do not destroy a book in this class don't hurt the book right the book didn't do anything oh. to you no yeah yeah yeah. oh oh yeah it it stopped me in my tracks oh it would me as well lucky that kid didn't get an upside of the head Mm. i wouldn't have even been able to stop myself what the fuck are you doing we're not allowed to hit him strangely enough i feel like special circumstances yeah like even like if if i oh if i ever saw ava my kid if i ever saw her disrespect a book like that all right i probably wouldn't hit her because she is my child and i do love her very much but she would get a good fucking yelling at like one of the first rules I've ever taught her is like we respect books, and that's not even me being a dumb like oh I love books kind of thing. But genuinely, like books are knowledgeable, books are history, books are culture, books are books. They're supposed to just respect them. Yeah, Ab- right. It doesn't take that much work to treat a, a book with respect. Just like, just don't destroy it. That's all. That's all you have to do. You know. Oh, it, yeah, it was terribly frustrating. Yeah, I feel you, man. Oh, God. I got, I, you know, as we're recording the this, I'm going back tomorrow after a five-day break. And I'm like, I, I don't want to see any of them. Oh. Uh, that's not true. There are some of them that are, are super fun. But, man, it's getting to yeah. be the end of the year and, and a lot are, you know, the semester. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of them are starting to realize, like, oh, shit, I'm going to fail. And uh, so I it, like going back means I've just got a deluge of kids that are like, well, what if I do this? Well, <laughs> can I pass then? I'm like, well, how about you turn in the work that you haven't turned in? Yeah. How about you just do the work? That's 99% of every problem I have with kids is that like yeah. my, my grade's terrible. Well, you didn't turn anything in. What do you want me to do? Yeah. Although in saying that I did have a paper due in for my college course on Friday and I did not do it but i have been in canada and really quite ill the last mm-hmm. week and then my dad was also visiting so did you communicate any of this to your professor at the time okay yeah that's all, like, that's all you need like on the day like not in advance oh well i had um well that's i still had fun. every intention uh-huh. of doing it the day before okay. i had a day until about 3 30 without anyone in the house my dad had gone home my kid was at school and I was gonna that was gonna be the day because it was I say an assignment it wasn't it's not like a big massive massive assignment it would take me no more than a few hours right Mm -hmm. so you know if I get up 8 a.m make a pot of coffee crack on I could get that done by like one two o'clock right that's fine no problem whatsoever um and then um I, for some reason, have been sleeping a fuck ton lately, and I um, slept till two. Oh, that's all right. Um, and then I had to go pick up my kid from school. And then I fell asleep with her. I was awake for a total of about six hours that day. <laughs> um, and all of it was spent with my kid. So I did not get to do the assignment that I had so planned. And so the next day I was just like, yeah, I'm sorry. But it turns out no one else had done the assignment either, so... <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, that's helpful. So, like, that was fine. So, we all had an extension until next week. So, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, so I'm going, oh, these kids go, how about do the work? And it's like, well, yeah, Kate. How about you just do the work? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that was one assignment. I actually, for just to get that some of my credit, I did one assignment while I was in Canada and emailed it to her. So, it was on time. Oh, that is, I mean, very responsible. And honestly, yeah. 
if 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 I mean if this was a situation where one of the kids was like, "Hey, I've been out for a week and I need a couple of extra days to make up these assignments." That's not a big deal. But these are just kids like, you've been here every single day. You just don't do shit. Yeah, yeah, that is totally fair. And I would be the same as you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I threw chalk at your head. <laughs> because I want you to at least, you know, get some physical exertion in. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you actually? No. Oh. No. I would have loved that. I just did. The, the sheer childishness <laughs> of that. No, if if I were really gonna hurl things at the kids, I would just take a you know a sock full of double A batteries. Sure, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get in trouble anyway. May as well make it worth your time. Mm-hmm. Like leave yeah. some marks, right? You make know, sure so, they don't do it again. Like, right, something that like yeah, when, when they're in their mid twenties and you know <laughs> having that romantic moment where a partner is touching their forehead, studying so their face. Forehead. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, hey, where did you get this little scar from? Oh, that's when I was a dipshit in my English teacher's class. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. <laughs> Although I got slapped upside the head once by a t- by a teacher. Oh really? Did you? Were, yeah. Did you deserve it? Were you asking for it? Uh can't remember honestly. Probably did some brain damage. Um, mm. Maybe. Um, <laughs> Since that day, uh, I don't recall exactly what I did wrong. And I, 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 and I can't see the color purple. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think he was just joking around. It was my guitar teacher. It wasn't like a teacher teacher. It was a guitar mm. teacher. Um, and I think I, know, I was probably fucking around. He slapped me upside the head. I told my mum, and she was understandably horrified because um, I was like, I think I was like 10 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, no, no, mum, it's fine. <laughs> like, you proper fucking groomed me. Like, no, no, no. It's fine that he hit me. It's okay. <gasps> Oh, oh. What, is this a repressed memory coming back? You know what? I just realized that that, like, I've said I've said that as an adult, <laughs> you know, like, um, to my mom as well. In fact, <laughs> well, it's okay that he hits me. I quite enjoy it. <laughs> mm. Um, yeah, I just like like this. It wasn't really like a repressed memory. It was just more like, huh? Turns out I've always been that way. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it all starting to make sense. Um. But yeah, anyway, where are we with this film? Oh, so, uh, yeah, Anna Kendrick discovers what's afoot. And of course, at that point, Ryan Reynolds uh, feels the need to to kill her, to cover up the crime. Yeah. And also, we've got, you know, sort of uh, the cops slowly but surely closing in on Ryan Reynolds for the disappearance of Gemma Arterton, as well as another woman who comes by uh, to check on things. Oh, yeah. And, Addison. Yeah. Her work colleague. Right. So she she's head number two, right? No, she's head number three. Okay. So two is Anna Kendrick. Yeah. And then, and then Allison's number three. Yeah. Yeah. And so right and i mean he's just got a chorus of them now <laughs> and and the thing that's real fucked up is when he's talking to these severed heads they're like i am so happy now i'm so glad we get to be together you oh know, yeah it's it's because like, Gemma artisan wants him wanted him to kill anna kendrick anyway because she wanted a friend that's right yeah she's like oh just you know can i have a friend you know but let me up in here in my fridge you know and then she's all happy because she has her friend in fact she has two friends so she's like living her best life 
Right. Right. And right, the right. cat's all happy because he's like, you know, because um Ryan Reynolds has like succumbed to his evil side. Um and so the cat's all fucking happy. Dog's fucking pissed off. And he gives him the like, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed thing. Right. He's just like, <laughs> you cross the line. And like you actually just feel like that's the moment I feel like when Ryan Reynolds, uh, what's he called? Jerry. Of course mm-hmm. he's called Jerry. Um, Jerry, um, he really just sort of like that's the last pin to drop because like that's you know the dog isn't just his dog and he's loyal and whatever and all the dog traits but like also it's like that's his good side and even like his he's his good side has lost faith in him so like he's just all fucking gone to the wind now you know like and he really 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 starts to devolve yeah it's very much a i thought you were a good person and now i don't know anymore yeah and he's just like, oh fuck! It's it's very much like when your parents say, "I'm not angry. I'm just I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed." Yeah. Like I don't I don't know who I I don't know who you are. Now. Have you ever had your parents say, "I don't know who you are anymore"? Oh sure. Yeah. Oh, like if if there is anything worse than I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. It's that I don't know who you are anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so like, and he just like slides down, like onto the floor and stuff, and has this real kind of like, "Well, fuck me" kind of moment. But it's also not enough for him to actually do anything else apart from descend into further madness. So, because <laughs> then he goes, it's now, isn't it? He goes and sees his his therapist, his psychoanalyst or whatever, psychotherapist. Yeah. Played and, by, what's her face? What's her fucking call? What's she called? Oh, it's, uh, hold on. I've got it right here. Jackie <laughs> Weaver. Yeah, that's it. And she's great. She is great in this. And when he kidnaps her, which happens pretty quickly yeah it's why she doesn't have a panic room in her fucking office though i'll never know no shit a panic button panic button sorry right yeah exactly if you're gonna work with dangerous people but yeah yeah you know i mean he kind of lets her know like hey i've been off the pills for a while now which is a real problem because guess what i I unalived three people (laughs) (laughs) unalived them yes i've been on instagram a lot lately i'm sorry and it's it's a great moment because she understands that her life is sort of in her own hands where if she takes the wrong step, things are going to yeah. go bad. Fucking fast too. Right. So she's, she's got to sort of play the part of I'm your therapist. I'm too invaluable. And also I won't ever betray you mm. because that's the thing is now like to protect himself. She knows what's up and sort of implies, well, you're just going to be the next head in my fridge yeah you know and takes her back to his place where we get some really disgusting shots of this is what his place looks like now yeah the veil is completely lifted it's just pretty much the reality from now on yes and the the police are closing in and so it's you know the uh therapist getting away the uh, the place kind of going up in flames and, and Ryan Reynolds is Jerry um, kind of making the decision. I'm going to stay in this building. Yeah. Uh, this, you know, old bowling alley that is now uh, his apartment that he lives above. And yeah. uh, we see the cat and the dog get away though. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. 
And, and yeah, and then the whole thing goes up in flame. Brown Reynolds dies with it. And then we're treated to this like crazy dream sequence. <laughs> I thought of you because I, I did a rewatch of this yesterday and like um, I thought of you because I was like, oh, you love a, you love a little number. I do. And I actually I do like this a lot because it's it's sort of implying that his mind is now free to kind of live in that world. Yeah, because it's such a conflict, isn't it? Because like he's, we know that he on paper is a bad person. He murders people. He, you know, he's crazy, and it's all. But at the same time, things have happened to him. Like his mother. So we had this flashback where, because his mother, we find out through his therapy that his mother also heard voices, and she put it down to angels. And her, her the dad was, or the step, the dad died when I think didn't the dad die near the stepdad, and he was pretty abusive. Yeah, and then um, the mum basically instead of going to the insane asylum or like jail or whatever like the you know the, the men in white coats are coming to get her she tries to slit her own throat and she can't do it and she makes him do it he's a little boy like he's mm-hmm. what nine or something and like yeah and he kills his own mother and so you're kind of like well fuck i mean that would fuck anybody up especially if that kind of trauma goes unchecked and then like you know he's i think I think the implication, isn't it, or something like this, kind of implied that he went to prison for it, and this is why he's in because he's been released or something. I don't know, like, or there's something because he's he's in psychotherapy, you know, for it. It seems to be like there's like terms and conditions, like almost like a court release. Like there's a terms and conditions that he has to abide by. Like one of them is taking the meds, right? Right, right, right. So it's, it's never really explicitly said, but I get the impression that he's been in, he's been in jail, like juvie and then jail, and he's been released. It's just why he's got this very kind of like blue collar job, very easy. They'll kind of pretty much hire anyone. Yeah. Um, he's in psychotherapy with terms and conditions of this kind of thing, and you know, and she's saying if you break those terms and conditions, I have to let the you know I have to let people know kind of thing. So it seems to be kind of that, and but he's like, you know he's been traumatized and really he's not like he as you say he tries to be he tries to do the right thing he tries to do a good thing or at least he has a version of events in his head where he's not um responsible for the things that he does because he himself believes that he couldn't have possibly done those things are you kidding like no i don't do that that's awful that's horrific you know so it's a very kind of like did thing like a very dissociative disorder thing and like um and so we kind of like kind of make we're kind of made to feel very sorry for him which is a very interesting thing because it's like you know there's a lot of real life serial killers that they've clearly taken influence from and obviously those people we don't really have a lot of sympathy for but like it kind of spins it like well you know serial killers or you know criminals of like violent nature like usually it's not because as you say it's a nature versus nurture thing like you know, they always think there's something that they can't control or it's a compulsion or, and there are obviously varying degrees of evil and stuff. And I think it's like for something that is sort of like played off like a horror comedy, it kind of goes very much into those things. And it's like, it's a very interesting way that they've kind of spun it in that as an audience, we are very much made to feel sorry for him and root for him and want him to be okay, despite all the horrible things that he's done. I just think that's really interesting to me. And then this whole thing at the end, is like he kind of gets a happy ending and we're so happy for him, but it's like, should we be? (laughs) You know, like, yeah, it's really interesting to me. This film like plays off very lighthearted, but actually there's a lot to it. I quite like it. 
Yeah, that's one of the things I really liked about it, too, is that, one, it gives you a chance to sort of appreciate that Ryan Reynolds actually is a pretty good actor. Yeah. And the fact that, as you said, he makes this horrible person kind of sympathetic and relatable and knows how what that tone ought to be. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, you do want sort of a happy ending for him because you do feel like he is a victim in as much as he never stood a chance to avoid this compulsion he has. No, he never did. And as a result, though, people are dying and you're like, I know that he killed people, but also what if we just got him some help? And yeah, like you just kind of, oh, I just want to get him some help. Just put him in like a facility where he leads like a relatively nice life, but he's, you know, safe from other people. And, you know, you kind of want that for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very sweet. But um, yeah, once more evoking the dangers of work life, uh, workplace romances. I mean, I've never had quite those levels, but there is a whole episode where we talk about how I dated a sociopath who was also a work colleague. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I like the implications of that. Let me ask you something. Speaking of uh, yes. of workplace romance, mm. since all right, we, when you are involved with someone and yeah. they talk about a work wife or a work husband, oh right, yeah, it, do you find that to be a problem? Never had it. My end. So I don't know. I don't say like I think probably I would I think it depends if I knew that person and spent time with that person and could gauge you know could gauge that person Mm -hmm. as long as it would they were like there was clearly like it's just a platonic thing like it was just someone who they bond with at work and they're kind of like you know band together at work then like I would probably be fine with it um I think what would get me is that if I didn't know that person and they started talking about a work wife or work like, yeah, like a work wife, um, you know, then I would, if I didn't know who they were also, if I didn't know how pretty they were, (laughs) um, like that's when I would maybe start getting the green eyed fairy, um, or the green eyed monster, green eyed fairy is absent, isn't it? Um, (laughs) green eyed monster a little (laughs) bit. Um, and then I'd get, then I'd get, then I'd get get green eyed monster and then I'd get out the green eyed fairy. Um, the, um, yeah, like maybe, um, but then I've had it on occasion where I've had like work husband, work wives and stuff like that. And it has just been a friendship thing, but you just kind of like, it's just you and that person against the workplace world, you know, kind of, you know, cause your lunches fall together or you're sat next to each other at work or like, you know, you just get on particularly well, like, and it doesn't mean anything romantic. So I, I, I don't know. What about you? I think it's weird. You know, I think oh, really? it, I think it implies a, a a closeness that if that's how your partner is describing it, I think that's a problem. Yeah, I get that. I do get that. You know, but I had I was dating somebody at one point and they talked about the the teacher across the hall from me that I'm I'm close with. Uh-huh. Uh, or closer with her than anybody else that I work with. And, yeah. but she's also right across the hall. Like I see her all the time. We talk all the right, time. Right. Exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah. And, and so the person I'm with is like, so is that your work wife? And I'm like, no, that's not <laughs> how I would characterize that relationship. Uh, yeah. but like we're friends. Yeah. And I think that like that's your work spouse situation, I think is real 
th- there's something about it that implies uh a a like you're cheating on the person yeah i get that you know I, th- what I, mean? I think it just i think it depends on person to person because like i know some people have had work wives or husbands and it's actually become something um i know but then i also like like there was just one situation i've ever had that with and like it's kind of a safe space because for me like he had a wife i had a long-term partner it wasn't it was just kind of like we would just end up with the same lunches together we'd hang out we'd be the person who like i would wait for them the half an hour until their shift ended after mine before we all went to the pub with our friends you know it was just like it but it wasn't like i never wanted to hook up it wasn't anything like that but it was just like someone who i bonded with the most at work kind of thing so it's i think it just depends on like person to person like Mm -hmm. there are definitely some people that take that to like more of a like oh i have a secret crush on this person so it's kind of like i like i can live vicariously i can live that fantasy vicariously by getting to call them my work wife or whatever you know like i I, it just depends i think but i personally have never had any of my partners refer to anybody as their work wife so i can't say for definite it probably would bother me more than i'm letting on (laughs) yeah i just you know it's to say like your work friends that's totally fine a hundred percent yeah you know but when you're when you start like putting it in someone out right as like oh i have this we're not just friends this is a special relationship it's like well yeah is it because that seems like you are courting danger my friend yeah yeah but then you can also just have like stuff at work which doesn't have a label and that's what you need to be careful of because there is no label like we can't label this because then someone might know yeah i you know like I just keep thinking of the old expression, and I don't remember where I first heard this. It was probably my dad, because this sounds like something terribly uncouth he would say. <laughs> but when it comes to dating people at work, he would always say, don't shit where you eat. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. that is something that has haunted me ever since. Of like, If you're going to date somebody, just make sure you don't work with them, too. Yeah, but in some environments of which I've worked in many, it's sometimes real hard not to. Like you got a bunch of young somethings, like all mm-hmm. working together on the daily, hormones going around everywhere, and you're pretty attractive. Like you're gonna shit. <laughs> you're gonna shit. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I've had. I mean, I even dated my boss for a little while when I was 17. Oh, he was 19, I should clarify. Mm. (laughs) Um, He wasn't like some 50-year-old CEO or nothing. Um, But he was the assistant manager for a little shop job I had. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, it was was actually real messy because, so he was going out with someone when, um, no, not when we, we, no, because I don't don't really do that. But like, um, I say I don't really, I only say I don't really just because sometimes I have done that, but it's been by accident. I didn't know. Um, I don't intentionally do that. But I knew that he was with someone and she was at university yonks away. And um, he was like, I'm going to break up with her, blah, 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 blah. And then I was 17 and young and stupid. Oh, yeah, no, we did have crossover, but it was like, I'm breaking her up this weekend. And I was like, well, why wait till this weekend kind of thing? Mm. Um, And we ended up hooking up beforehand. And then I should have really taken that as a red flag because he then cheated on me about six months down the line. And I had to, I didn't have to leave my job, but I chose to leave my job because I was like, can't stand to look at him. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, that was, it was one of those things though, where it was kind of like, 
again small town like I, I grew up in Bristol but I moved um when I was um 11 to a little town called Sirencester um which is like a proper little town and so there wasn't like a lot a lot of people around and like you know I've got this you know ma- assistant manager who drives like a proper grown-up car I think it was just a fucking Vauxhall Astra honestly but basically it wasn't a Volkswagen Golf so it was a grown-up car to me <laughs> and he wore suits and he was charming and you know the whole thing um actually if I really think about it I'm pretty sure he took advantage of his position but um anyway so but it was all very very exciting because we couldn't tell anyone and like you know it's a lot of sneaking around in the stock rooms and you know trying to find like blind spots where there weren't any security cameras and stuff like that and having like illicit meetings on our lunch breaks and you know and all of that but then and then we ended up coming out about it and telling our manager and it was like everyone was like yeah no fucking shit we've known about this from the beginning (laughs) we were not as subtle as we thought um and because uh, we were 17 and 19 and fucking idiots horny idiots no no less which means definitely no finesse with that mm-hmm. um and uh yeah and then uh, you know about two months after everyone was like yeah no shit um he cheated on me with someone um who i fucking suspected he was doing it and he was always such a gaslighting cunt um sorry <clears throat> bad person mm-hmm. um but yeah, he like gaslit the shit out of me. And like, it was one, one, so in shops, I don't know if you guys have this in America, but like in England, you'll have like, you know, if you have a high street, all of the like managers and security guards will have like walkie talkies all connected to each other. So you can be like, oh yeah, we've just had like a theft attempt on the oh. search watch for this person. Yeah, sure. Right. Okay. So it was, it was, it's all connected to this like main hub. And, like, they would have, like, a main hub person. So if the police needed to be called, it'd be like, oh, hey, can you get such and such kind of thing? Anyway, so it's this girl on the main hub. And, like, um, yeah, like, I could hear them on the radio. Like, and I could hear him going around on the radio blatantly flirting with her and stuff. And, like, yeah, so I've, I kind of got my just desserts, really, because I cheated. Well, he cheated on this girl with me. and then, But then, like, turns out he then cheated on her um by that but at this point they'd like moved in and shit he cheated on her and then um i heard that like she found out and literally like we were saying earlier threw all of his shit onto the street and changed the locks which gave me great pleasure yeah for sure (laughs) and he's also really ugly now i looked him up on facebook like a couple of years ago and he like married with kids and stuff and he is so fucking bargly (laughs) that's really i mean just because he's gotten older or like, nah, did he like, fall, have some kind of industrial accident? No, he's just not grown into his looks very well. Like, he peaks at 19. Oh, well, I don't know. Got yeah, him all in his good, I guess. I mean, yeah, he had really good dick, so I'm not going to lie. Well, you know, I mean, that that's how you get away with being a dick. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, you don't do that if you're not, if you're not got game. Right, that's, uh, that's big dick energy right there. Is, it is big dick energy. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's the wrong kind of big dick energy that I'm but I'm attracted to, unfortunately. I need the quietly confident guys. The guys like, I know what I'm packing. You don't need to know, because mm-hmm. I know. And you'll find out when you're good and ready, kind of thing. Whereas, like, he's just like, yeah, fucking everyone have a look. <laughs> you and your mum. No, not my mum. <laughs> not my mum. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was, like, my first experience of, like, shitting, right? Apart from when I was a baby, because I used to just shit while I was eating as a baby really 
Yeah. Well, you know, because I was wearing a nappy and I'd be eating in the Oh, yeah, I guess we all did at some point. Yeah. I'm just thinking of it in <laughs> modern terms of, like, w- w- having a plate of food Snacking on the bath in the bathroom. Yeah, which I've known no. people who did that. Yeah, I do not understand that. It's so fucking weird. That's yeah. just so gross to me. No, yeah. I can't deal with it's, that. Yeah, yeah. No, that seems crazy. No, no, I just meant literally it's, like, a literal baby in nappies. Um, but, yeah, that was my first experience of, like, in a sexual way shitting when I eat, where I eat. Mm-hmm. And then, um, have I done it? There was, who else did it? No, I don't think I really did it. There was like work flirtations, you know, and there was definitely like, oh, if we had, if one of us had taken the plunge, then that definitely would have happened kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the next one, I'm pretty sure the next one was uh, the sociopath from last year. So, so yeah. I know a workplace related date was my worst date ever. Oh, do tell. Well, all right. I, I take that back. Now that I think, now that I say it out loud, that is not the case. But it was a really bad date. Okay. So it was. I, have, I may have told this story before. Maybe not on this show though. So. Okay. Great. Um. I was working at a computer place at the time, and there was a young woman that I worked with and we flirted back and forth and things seemed to be going well. And I had two tickets to see George Carlin back. When oh, he was did so you? Yeah. And so I said, Hey, would you like to go see George Carlin with me? And she said, I would love to. And I was like, cool. That means a right. couple of things, right? Like she likes George Carlin. That's a good, good that's sign. A green flag. Right. And, and now we're, you know, going out. So all of this is, is coming up. Oh, hundred percent. And we go to dinner, pretty decent sushi place ahead of the show. Yeah. And in the course of that conversation, I realize, uh, to to paraphrase her, (laughs) uh, I think I know who George Carlin is. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, this could go bad. So Mm -hmm. we went to see the show. And there's no opening act, as I recall. Instead, just when it's time for the show to start... The announcer says, hey, uh, we just want to let you know about some merch that you're able to buy from the show tonight. There, I can't remember what the first thing was, but the second thing was a, a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Oh, the first thing, I, the, I do remember. It was a t-shirt that had a thousand uh, profane words or phrases on it. <laughs> and the other, the other one was a shirt that on the front says, Simon says, and on the back it says, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Well, already ahead of the game there, Simon. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> so I'm kind of laughing at that. And I look over at my date and like she is as tight-lipped and disappointed as oh, a person no. could possibly be. Oh no, she's in for a bad time. Right. And Carlin comes out on stage. The first thing he says is, "You know what people never talk about anymore? Pussy farts." <laughs> <laughs> and so I look at my date. I'm like, "Huh? Eh? How did how did that hit you? Because I don't think it's going to get any any better or worse it's than that. Not, it really is not. And she is beside herself. She just Laughing? no, no, no. Oh, okay. Is not having a good time at all. Like and, furious, right? And so then it was like, all right, well, do I pretend that I am also offended? The person who bought these tickets and invited her. Uh, or do I just take her home because she's not having a good time? Or do I do the sensible thing 
and actually sit back and just enjoy seeing George Carlin in, please, in person. Please say option three. That's what he did. So it's just like, yeah, ah, fuck yes. it. We're just going to enjoy the show. And you it was very out. funny. You it was a great show. In... Yeah. But uh, on my way taking her back home, it was just the most uncomfortable car oh, trip where no. like, it, she was just frigid. And bet she was after that. <laughs> yeah, she was not pleased. Every sense of the word. Oh my god. Do you know what? I have like something kind of similar. Uh-huh. Um it's not a date, it's just um when stand up and its audience goes wrong. So um I so this was I mean 2012, so long before me too, long before we knew anything about CK Lewis. Um Oh, Louis C.K. even. Jesus Christ. Apparently, I don't even know his name, let alone anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I remember um, a few years prior being around my cousin's house, getting high. And he was like, oh, have you seen any Louis C.K.? And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, show me. Shows me. Fucking hilarious. Um, and obviously, we're high. Um, so everything's doubly hilarious. And I just remember him being hilarious. I don't really remember anything else because I was very, very high. And I remember like a, a, seeing a, a Blu-ray or a DVD or whatever we had in 2012, um, like had just come out for one of his tours. So I, I was like, oh, hey, current partner, buy me this for Christmas, which he duly did. And we have the whole family over. We're talking brothers, sisters, parents, grandparents, fucking everyone. It's our first... Christmas in our first house, we had everybody over. Celebrate with us in our new house, right? And (laughs) after dinner, you know, you have the post kind of like dinner kind of slob out. Inevitably, let's put on something to watch, right? Mm -hmm. Um, His family weren't really into Christmas films. Like they weren't the kind of people to put on like, you know, the Santa Claus or something. Um, So uh rich my current partner he was like oh actually i just got kate this this stand-up how about we watch some stand-up we don't have to think too hard oh no <laughs> i was like yeah yeah cool crack it down that's it's fucking i'm like guys guys this is fucking hilarious you guys love it and like i can't remember what the opening thing was but i remember it involved wanking off the dead mm-hmm. and i'm just there like and i was sat front row saying because there's so much family as a bunch of us as youngins were on the floor you know just like chilling and I just remember being center front and just feeling everyone like, well, I say everyone, not the young'uns, um, but they were also awkward because of who else was present. Like I was awkward because of, if it had just been us, wouldn't have been a problem. Right. But it was like all of the 50 pluses. <laughs> right. Great aunt Gertrude. Right. Of which there were more than the people who were like 20 something. And I just remember just being like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, make it stop, make it stop, make it stop. And like not knowing, like, should I just laugh and break that ice? Or like, should I act horrified? Like Mm -hmm. the exact same dilemma. And like, in the end, the decision was taken away from me. And like, my partner's brother just turns around and he was like, do you watch Beat and the Beast? Or, (laughs) you know, like, and we just put on a completely different film, we put on a fucking Disney film just to, you know, just to air on caution. And we ended up watching Beating the Beast. <laughs> mm. I was just like, oh my God. And it actually gave me such PTSD. I didn't watch that DVD for like, uh, for like another year. I just, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. But yeah, it doesn't matter now. I fucking gave away that Blu-ray. So. <laughs> 
along with a bunch of others rest in peace american beauty but like um <laughs> <laughs> yeah that one pained me american beauty was painful to get rid of but i just can't do it um but yeah like oh there's the awkwardness of like this is the wrong audience for this shit like you know that that meme where it's just like when you send something to the wrong group chat by mistake mm -hmm. it's like that but in like real life <laughs> isn't it like <laughs> But yeah, oh god. Any other um work workplace incidences? Um not well, I, there was the the bad date. And then I worked in restaurants for a little while uh -huh. when I was going to college. And yeah. like you said, you're just kind of, you know, fucking everybody. Everyone's horny. Yeah, it was like oh. Sorry, carry on. No, it was like one of the one of the worst dating situations I'd ever had was there where I was I was going out with a girl that was just like fooling around with everybody and I mm -hmm. like misread that as being a little too like exclusive. Right. And realized like I was talking to a guy that I worked with, he was like, Oh yeah, yeah, I fucked her Tuesday night. I was like, I fucked her Monday night. Wait a second. Oh, uh, uh yeah <laughs> like i mean like no judgment whatsoever like but like just the be transparent uh-huh yeah definitely just like i don't know like not that everyone needs to know but i feel like if you like so when i was dating the sociopath um when we decided to kind of come out with it i knew that he had hooked up with several people on the team before me mm-hmm and so before it kind of like not that we had to make like a big announcement but before we just started not caring about what people saw do you know what i mean like not that we were having sex in the lobby but like you know like if he wanted to come and like if we were gonna drive in together or like you know if we were gonna like do some pda on a night out or whatever mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like kind of thing but before we decided that we were going to be quite open about it um i went to like the two or three girls that two or three um girls that like he had like hooked up with or gone on a date with or whatever in the past and just kind of just said like oh hey just so you know like me and this person are you know we're like pretty regularly now um and like just want to check like there's nothing going on there are you cool is this okay like I don't want you to just sort of kind of like find out because I was friends with these these girls you know um I hadn't like told them that this was happening because we were keeping things under wraps so, like, I didn't want it to be like, oh, why wouldn't you tell me when you knew I had a date with him a month ago or however long? Do you know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. So, like, and I just think, like, you know, just there's an element of, like, just respect of, like, if, like, if in that scenario, like, you know, she's banged you on the Monday. She's saying to the Tuesday guy, like, oh, by the way, just so you know, like, me and Bo hooked up yesterday. Like, hope that's cool. Like, this isn't a thing. Like, just so you know. Yeah. Kind of that thing, was you know? the part she wasn't doing. Yeah exactly or like she even says to you like oh hey this is great and everything but just so you know i do have a date with such and such tomorrow just want to check that we're on the same page here kind of thing you know it's just that kind of like communication like i don't feel like there's anything wrong with sleeping with multiple people even in the same day if that's your fucking thing good for fucking you but like just be kind of open about it if especially if those people like well at least if those people are gonna meet and know and chat do you know what i mean like just mm -hmm. you know um so yeah like that for me it's just kind of like a bit of a a respect thing but um do you want to hear about when i first got rimmed yes please so 
<laughs> gusto with that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I was, how old was I, like 19? And, like, um, I had started dating this guy who I worked with, ergo the relevance. Um, I was working in a bar and he was the chef. It was like a, it was like a restaurant and day bar by night kind of type of thing. And I lived around the corner from said place. Anyway, so me and him were drinking after hours um, and we went back to mine. And he had been kind of like all about like ass, basically. Um, and I was like, I don't know, like I'd had this like poor experience a few years before. And like um, it really kind of put me off all anything like ass related. And he really wanted to rim me. And I was like, oh, no, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And, um, and then it's all kind of pretty bad in hindsight, to be honest, because <laughs> he kind of did it without my consent. Um, but he was just kind of like, we were like getting like, well, you know, hot and heavy and stuff. And then like, um, I pulled out some for the bedroom designed chocolate sauce, body sauce kind mm-hmm. of thing. And we're having a real great time with that. And then he's like, starts pouring it on my body and he starts like pouring it like on my ass and then like kissing my ass kind of thing, so to speak. And then all of a sudden, oh, okay. Right. (laughs) There that is. All right. (laughs) You know, I've never been more fucking grateful that I had showered just beforehand in my fucking life. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, I just feel right. Can I just put this out there? If you're going to do that, give someone notice. Yes? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I don't think I need to explain. But just like, yeah. I was just like, I'm so grateful that I showered. But it turns out I really actually did enjoy it. So it worked out fine in the end. But also as well, like how how shitty, how shitty is that? Like, um, like doing that without my consent as well. I actually literally just sort of fucking realized that. Well, just having the opportunity to say like, Hey, before you make the dive, like we ought to get in there and clean things up. Cause yeah, like I was fine. I was, I was all clean. I am a very clean person as well, just for the record. But like, you know, what if you caught me on a bad day? Like what it like, you know, I worked at a Mexican restaurant. We got free food. (laughs) And you know how, how Mexican food goes sometimes. Right? And I like spice. I like chilies. And I like cheese. And I like meat. And I like it all at once. So, he took a risk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he really did. Absolutely. But sometimes, yeah. I mean, it sounds like he was just into ass and was not really going to was. let a, a little thing like cleanliness or preparation stand between... <laughs> a man and his ass. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, in fairness, it was any. If anything was untoward, he would probably been shrouded by the chocolate sauce. In fairness, <laughs> chocolate sauce of a different kind. Um, oh goodness! <laughs> oh come on! I had to. I had to. I know. I know. I had to. Um, um, but yeah, no, like that was like. But yeah, that was like a workplace. That didn't. How did that end? How did that even end? Oh, I think I just left the job, and then we just kind of phased out when it worked at a strip club so <laughs> like you do you know i was a barmaid again it was just like it was, that was when i worked at a sex shop and a, and a strip club at the same time that was they were fun times mm-hmm. i mean okay. at least you're sticking with the theme yeah do you know i um i can't remember if i've said this i don't i don't think i have apologies if i have um but like i remember uh 
my mum telling me that like while me while her and her like her and my dad like always support what I want to do and everything it's like can you think about us and what we have to tell people when people ask what you're up to because like depending on who it was they would either be like oh she works for Ann Summers and she works for a strip club like if it was people who they would be like fairly open-minded but if it was like you know work colleagues and things they just have to kind of go she works in a shop and a bar please don't ask any further questions mm-hmm. you know like <laughs> i was like oh sorry mom i'll make sure to check in with you next time i accept a job that like you know when there's a really shitty job market right now that sorry if it can inconveniences you um, <laughs> um but yeah they were fun times they were good yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the, it sounds like I, I had a uh, close friend of mine that also worked at a sex shop, and she had a lot of funny stories about that. And you know, that oh, it, the sex shop was great, and actually, it was really cute because my mum went and did some research on the strip club. My mum didn't care about the sex shop, and Summers is a really reputable shop. It's actually got a really good managerial program, um, but like. Um, it was the strip club because it was like this one-off thing. It wasn't like, you know, uh, what was that Peter Stringfellow one? Like the white rhino or the diamond rhino or something? Fucking. Are you talking know. about the 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 butterfly one? No, what's that oh. one? Just a chain of strip clubs. Yeah, it was like an independent one. It wasn't like, you know, a chain or well-known. And she went, my mom went on their website. And then I get this, like, I can't remember if it was a text or if it's a phone call or what, but she was like, so I just had to look at their website. It seems like a lot of fun. It seems quite clean. It seems like everyone has a good time. And it just seems like a lot of fun. And I'm like, thanks, mum. That's very sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just like, <laughs> yeah, my mum gave me the thumbs up. I think my dad just was like, you know, if I just ignore it, maybe it'll go away. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, that's just a conversation you just don't want to have. Yeah, I, I, t- I tend to be a lot more open with my mum than my dad. Not because I feel like, my dad would disapprove or anything, but I just feel like it's just some things he doesn't need to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's it's, it's just different, right? Like if you're, it is. I, th- I think it's, I think it's gender specific. There are some things that boys can only talk to fathers about yeah. and feel comfortable doing. And likewise yeah. with, with daughters and mothers. Yeah. Um, like me and my, me and my kid's dad have already agreed. I'll be doing the sex talk. Yeah. When it comes to, yeah, that's, you know, he'll be supportive and whatever as and when he needs to be, but for the main crux of it, that shit lands on me and honestly i'm quite happy with that because i think i have a better view on sex than he does <laughs> Cer- yeah so. c- certainly more liberal and more accepting of yeah i just think like i don't know like he's i think when it comes to his daughter he's a very open-minded person when it comes to sex but when it comes to his daughter not so much <laughs> he doesn't see her as a person he sees her as his little girl yeah. and i think that's the same for most fathers to be fair so it's understandable. Um, well, I think if we are talking about, you know, little girls and daddies, <laughs> uh, do we have a tender as the flesh prepared? Oh, you know we do. Oh, you well, let's, we uh, let's bring this particular episode. Let's punch the clock. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh-huh. And uh, prepare for some overtime. With, oh, okay. I, just left and right. I'm, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, I have one. I have one from today. In fact, I was doing a bit of a flick through. Okay, are we doing the, the standard three? Is it three? 
Yeah, we'll do three. Okay. And then we'll we'll choose one, two, three. Just making sure. Um, All right. Good, good, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. No, we're good. Um, so we'll ease in because it's been a while. Yes. It's been a while. We might have tightened up a little bit. Let's just lube in. Um, <laughs> Let's lube in. So um <laughs> so this one is from someone called Michael. Okay. Uh not my ex. <laughs> For anyone who knows his, his name, not not him. Um so this is just, and actually this is quite relevant for the voices because he seems to have a real affinity for animals. Um, I'm employed and I have a dog off to a good start. I also don't have a sense of smell, which means you could stink and I'd have no clue. That's a plus, right? Simple life, simple pleasures. Love being in nature on holiday in the sun and being surrounded by animals. Also, you can't put dogs or animals as an interest, but you can put Love Island. Fuck you, Tinder. He seems to just have like a real thing for dogs animals I, I mean i get it i love my dog he's mentioned it several times yeah yeah it's it, it's like you you mentioned the dog and you can i think you you can't devote more than 10 percent of your profile to your pets oh there's more because um obviously this is not a, a visible thing but like um he has four photos one of them is of him with his dog and the other three are just of his dogs hmm or a dog, his dog. Yeah, not just random dogs. Just uh, random yeah, dogs. All right, not great. Mm. Very into his pets. Very into his, which you could see is a good thing. Right, but it's also a little weird. It's weird, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It is weird. I, I mean, he's not got a cat that tries to tell him to kill people. <laughs> like, I admittedly have an unhealthy relationship with my dog. <laughs> and... You know, I think that goes both ways. I think he has an unhealthy <laughs> fixation with me. Um, well, you guys have a lot in common, so it's understandable. <laughs> we we both like naps, that's for sure. You do. You, do. you both like food. We do love food. Um, you have a lot of fuzz. He, we, we both like to pull apart uh, stuffed animals and get the squeaker out. <laughs> that's something that we've done apart and together, but it, it uh, it's something that we can really find common ground about yeah you both like to sniff strangers butts mm-hmm. mm. yeah, yeah i was doing that before i ever had a dog though yeah so. yeah no he's learning off you really right <laughs> i learned it from you dad <laughs> i learned it from you it's... i saw her from watching you but but i do i like i i i very much have that kind of relationship where um and it's because i live alone but it's like yeah. when i walk in the door the first thing i see is my dog and he's excited to see me and then we we have pets and i take him for a walk and so like a lot of my schedule revolves around the dog like when i wake up like oh i gotta take the dog out before i get ready myself and that kind of that kind of thing so it's like i i have a very dog heavy life cute that's all right though because you're not like you know you're currently a bachelor so yeah if somebody else lived here then i could give them some of the responsibility of the dog which would be great if i wasn't and the you only person also pay attention to that person too sure if, if that's fine thing, but just yeah. having somebody just take the dog out half the time would be <laughs> just be real good right now yeah um yeah yeah, okay. yeah. Right, but cool. so yeah got, all right but but so far michael, michael lover. yeah not not terrible michael's okay i told you we're easing in uh then we have dale okay mm, i don't um, like the name <laughs> Uh, it's actually a joke um, with my friends that I end up choosing the weird, like I end up going on dates with people with the weirdest names or like the most stupid names, like Clyde. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so yeah, Dale. Um, 
in the background for some reason he's got an advertisement for lazy spa with like a much more attractive a couple than he is like canoodling in it so i don't know why that's there um anyway so he says not gonna lie i'm here on here to advertise my raffle company and then says the raffle company's website watch me live on facebook have a frig if you want i don't mind winky emoji hmm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, we have Anthony. Okay. Also animal related. Wow. All right. I love my job on the farm and I like running. I like walking my dog in the countryside. Home own. Pretty sure he meant to say homeowner. Mm-hmm. If you're not looking for a man with drive with hunger to do to better right, okay, this is where it gets. <clears throat> If you're not looking for a man with drive with hunger to better their life, their spelt wrong, their life, please don't swipe right because I am man with hunger drive and I know where I'm going. And this new man nowadays, nowadays spelt now, uh, days mm-hmm. are weak and I'm going to run them all over. Oh, wow. That took a turn. Mm. Um, okay. So, uh, I, I know kilometers away from me. So yay. I, yeah, I know. I That's I can funny. relate to being a man with the hungers. With the hungers. Yeah. Not sure that's what he's getting at, but yeah. But I, I feel like he has he has a hunger and a hunger drive. Yeah. All right, let's I I hate to take a step back. Let's go back to the profile of number 2 again real quick. Okay, yeah. The have a frig if you want. Uh-huh. Cuz I needed permission for that. Thanks, Dale. Yeah. Yep. And if I was going to be having a frig over someone live on Facebook, buddy, it would not be you. You are not ranking in the looks department. Yeah. I'm sure you are for someone. Fucking be it me to fucking judge, but not for me, thanks. Okay. <laughs> Boy. All right. The first one started so benign, and mm. these last two have gotten gradually more disturbing. Yeah. And I think the last is the worst. Yeah, I mean, the first guy may be bestiality. I mean, at most, but it sounds like he's just really into his pet, and that's just going to be a thing where he's got, you know, bumper stickers like my other my other car is a Pomeranian. Because and... he's riding it. <laughs> well, again, I don't think the guy's fucking his dog. I, I think, think he, he just has an unhealthy relationship with the dog. He he has simple life with simple simple pleasures. <laughs> yeah. All right. And so bestiality. Okay. Well, so let's not forget that. All right. Fair enough. All right. But but that is still tame compared to. Oh yeah. Oh, l- let's about talk about fucking on in. camera. Watch me live on Facebook. Have a frig if you want. I don't mind. Sure, you fucking don't. And he's not even on there to date. He's on there to advertise his raffle company. What the fuck is a raffle company? <laughs> yeah, is that food? Is that a raffle? Can I a have raffle, raffles like, with caramel? It's, it's I just it's it's a raffle. So the website, I won't say it all, but it's like fire prizes. So I don't know if that means like oh fire, like you're lit, like it's fire, or if it's actual fireworks, or pokers and billows maybe. and whatnot isn't that what maybe it's called the ones you squeeze isn't that a billow maybe he's got wood for you oh well <laughs> maybe he's got some uh 
What's ah oh, fuck? I forgot the word. Was it like Kipling? Not Kipling. Kindling. Kindling. Yeah. Kindling. Yeah. Um, He's got kindling for dead ass. Dead ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have a frig. That is just such a fucking gross expression as well. Yeah. It, not as bad as the Australian root. What? Uh, yeah. Um. Please clarify. What is this? I've yeah, yeah, yeah. This. Do you fancy a root? Uh, is my understanding at least is that is an Australian proposition. Gross. No thanks. Yeah. I also hate feeding the horse. Oh, yeah, that's no good. Yeah, feeding the pony or feeding the horse. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, you get the imagery, right? Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, okay. Just check in because I need you to be in this horror. Yeah, no, I'm, me. yeah, no, it's upsetting. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I hate feeding the pony or feeding the horse. Uh, hey, I don't like, I don't, I don't even like saying it. I, I don't like flicking, flicking the bean either. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's gross. It's gross. It's gross. I'm not into it. Just, I, you know, if anyone wants to chat me up, by the way, here's your do's and don'ts. <laughs> I prefer tickling the tiny man in the boat. Oh, no. That's horrible. That's so much work. Bo. <laughs> that's so horrible. <laughs> 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 Just, oh, do you know what? Actually, I will take have a freak over these. <laughs> All right, but uh, so again, back to our our ranking of weirdos. So right. it's really in order. Like the guy who has crazy hungers that he doesn't define, but just lets you know that he has hungers. That's upsetting. Yeah. There is something going on there. And then you have, um, in the same profile, something about <laughs> running people over. Like this guy. There's no full stops, by the way. This whole thing is one run-on sentence. Yeah, this is like a Mr. Mercedes waiting to happen. Oh, it is. It fucking is. So, yeah. he is... He looks the part as well. I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't want any part of this guy. No. Nah. I mean, this is somebody that has... He's probably from Eastern Europe. And Possibly. It, yeah, possibly. His, I was his, like, he's called Anson because I was like, I don't want to take the piss out of someone if just they got broken English because it's their second language. But like, it didn't say that he spoke any other language on his profile and he's called Anthony, but then maybe Anthony is just like a, it's quite a versatile name, isn't it? Here he is. His last job was definitely working in one of those Eli Roth style hostels. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is he in a milking facility? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there's yeah. I think he's milking cows behind him. Uh, like that's your best photo, pal, really? I'm a man with hunger drive and I know where I'm going and this new man nowadays are weak and I'm going to run them all over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh that's there is so much creepy there. But yeah. guy talking about like if you wanna if you wanna frig on camera or Frig watching me on camera as I talk about my website. He is not worse, but is just a different kind of bad. Yeah. So, that like, dog guy, I think, is, like, you're going to have to talk him off the ledge with the dog. You're just going to have to, yeah. like, tell him, like, it's weird that you're into your dog this much. Like and this you, level, yeah, right. Like, like I'm all about like I think actually men who like animals is a real green flag, but there's liking animals and then there's wanting to fuck an animal, and I honestly think this guy is on that that end of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, I I I'm not a hundred percent there, but I understand that there are a lot of signs 
that if it did yeah. turn out that he was into bestiality, it would be like, oh yeah, okay, well, that I tracks. yeah, that there were there mm. were two ways to read it, and I did it. I read it the way that I hoped it was true. <laughs> you, <laughs> you were the uh, the Bosco side, and I was Mister Whiskers. <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 and yeah. But that's why our I'm detective business is going to work so well. Oh yeah, because we see it from all angles. That's right. Yeah, we do. <laughs> all right, I feel like that is the show. We have come to the end. We've done we've done ghostly dating. Mm-hmm. We talked about dating at work some. Yeah, and, and rim jobs more importantly. Rim- yeah, sorry everyone. <laughs> You know, when I listen to these back, I'm just like, fuck, say, Kate, why? And the- Every time, without fail, there's one story. I'm like, okay, this is cool, this is cool. And then there's one story. I'm like, oh, and there it is. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is why I drink. <laughs> right, right. Well, but look, perfect, right? This is all good news. Um, yeah, sure. For so, you. <laughs> yeah, for, and the listening audience. But um, hey, so. You're welcome, guys. The, the plan is. To be back on track so that uh, we'll do another one of these next month for January. Yes. And January, we'll have to we'll have to do something winter related. I think so. Yeah. Something, you know, makes you want to cozy up with your loved one and. Yeah. Not get into some pieces. ferocious making out. Ooh. Yeah. Should we do a sexy episode next time? This wasn't a very sexy episode. It wasn't a very sexy episode because we were talking this about serial like, killers. Yeah. And like work relationships gone wrong and yeah. bad dates. Yeah. I think, yeah. Next time let, we'll let's. do for a sexy episode. Yeah. We'll go harder on the sexy. Okay. Cool. And cool, cool, cool. yeah. Next time it'll be, you know, asses up, tits out. Yeah. <laughs> was it, <laughs> was it like. Oh shit! What's that? Fuck? Face down, ass up. That's the way we like to fuck. <laughs> yep, or something like that. You know, I don't know. Yeah, Whatever. no, perfect. It could be that. It could be something else. If who knows? Oh, I, I don't. Uh, all yep. all of this is exactly right. Um, <laughs> so we'll, have, we'll put our noggins together and we'll have a think. Uh, out of curiosity. Yes. Yes. Uh, should people want to listen to more rim job stories? <laughs> Not necessarily no, yours. I, like I don't want to no, make it like, too. Did I, I? I'm pretty sure. Like I had a a funny story that I I said in the la- in our last episode of this show of mm-hmm. my other show. I can't remember what it was. Um, you have to listen to find out. Oh, oh. Uh, um, I genuinely can't remember because I'm a little bit drunk right now. Oh, so, wow. yeah. I'm always a bit drunk when I do this show. Oh, that's um, nice. No, not because of you, just because like I have to if I want to get the the room stories out there. Yeah, no, no, um, no. I wasn't complaining. Like having a little bit of a buzz for this show is kind of the right way to experience it. Yeah, it's less like half past eleven for me right now. I know it's not yeah. that very late for you at all, so I, I don't blame you if you're not drinking at three p.m. Um, yeah, but yeah, so yeah, my show, my other show, um, is Eternal Darkness of Not So Spotless Minds. Edenism, yes. Edenism, yeah um and yeah you can find that on all your usual places spotify Podbean, fucking apple google wherever you like um and we are on facebook we're on instagram um if eternal darkness of not so spotless minds doesn't work for you put in the acronym which is edenism 
and you can like interact with us on there as well um it's just a very kind of chilled out show talking about horror movies dark movies like horror adjacent movies as well um and we have recently been rubbing shoulders with some filmmakers of the adams family and um we have i haven't announced it on the other show so i can't announce it on this one but we have some pretty exciting upcoming shows um coming up (laughs) Like like exciting guests and whatnot. As an exciting guests, yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, if uh, if you are if you are a fan of of gory films, mm-hmm. is all I'm saying. You're going to be excited. All right, I like gory films. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if you like this gory film. Oh, <laughs> um, okay. I know, I know what we're talking about. All right. Um, but like, um, yes very fun things are happening and i'm very excited for it but we have yet to concrete a date yet oh so that's exciting but yeah we are getting there well, but we have recently the adams family um of the dpd dig and um they're fucking awesome by the way yeah they're like the best fucking people and not to be all like but like i'm now like friends with them on instagram and shit and like Lulu has like been like, oh yeah, if you ever ever up in Edinburgh, because she's at Edinburgh Uni now. She's like, oh, mm-hmm. if you ever up in Edinburgh, like hit me up, we'll hang out. Because she's a supernatural fan, fucking yeah. Oh, very nice. Right? Like we have so much in common. We were like chatting at the bar and stuff, and like within like ten minutes, we were talking about embarrassing sex stories. And no, I cannot reveal them. Oh right. <laughs> I, like she literally, do you know what was so great? And I felt like, ha! Ah, like she literally goes off the record. I'm like, oh my god! Like, I'm that important that you have to say off the record to me. But I kind of love that you did, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it is off the record, and I 100% respect that. I am, if nothing but a professional. But um, if you ever get a chance to have some drinks with Lulu Adams, she has some stories. <laughs> I yeah, I'm down. Please. Yeah, they're fucking great. They're so fucking great. They're the nicest people ever. Don't ever, ever, if you ever get a chance to meet them, don't ever worry about approaching them or that they might be like they are the most welcoming warm happy to chat to everyone type people they're just oh cannot say enough good things anyway so yeah we interviewed them so go check out our show and listen to it <laughs> yeah 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 no i'm I, just excited that you got to hang out with cool people and whatnot mate we went drinking for like an hour it was like the best hour of my life that's great <sighs> i'm such a fan girl honestly i have to really kind of hold back because i'm just quite pathetic about it honestly <laughs> i mean but, but that's cool. yeah that's awesome though nah they are fucking mega cool mega fucking cool and like i, I like you know, they were on duncan's show a couple of years back promoting the dpu dig and mm-hmm. like they seemed like the nice and it was because they were so nice and cool on that interview that i actually went and checked out the dpu dig bought it on the arrow release and then ever since then i've been kind of like following them just because oh guess what they're actually also mega talented and make great films um and so like yeah when i actually got to meet them at fright fest earlier in the year and then and they offered to come on the show that's how nice they are like i was just like can you do like a little kind of shout out for our show and then i was like i'm gonna let you get on because you've got all these people and like john adams was literally oh pop as a dm like we'll come on the show and i was like you fuck it what all right that's so i mean yeah cool 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 whatever oh my god like freaking out like yeah like and there was and then he didn't have to do that and it was just like the nicest and they was just so fucking like lovely and willing you know we're just this shitty little podcast and they're like yeah well that's coming to show we had a great time and they've put it on their fucking website as well and See, shit. sorry uh, i'm just gushing now i'm just fucking yeah, yeah yeah no that's awesome i mean i'm you know they they seem cool to begin with and to to know that 
you know, everyone I know who has come into contact with them has never had anything oh. but kind words to say. If they do send them my way, and I'll have some fucking words to say. Yeah, fuck them up. <laughs> You're fucking messing with my crew. <laughs> all right, well, you, you've heard it here first. Uh, Kate is threatening all of you. <laughs> um, Careful, some might like it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more than some. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, next next episode, we'll be doing something wintry and sexy. Wintry we'll figure sexy, out what that yeah. looks like. Fuck yeah. Uh, but and you've been doing shit with your pick six movies and stuff on the channel. Mm-hmm. I've been, well, yeah, I, oh my God. Um, we had to put the kibosh on that show for a little while. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. You know, sunrise and sunset you've, you've and all. You've been doing some stuff with them though. Like yeah, yeah, doing... yeah. I, yeah, well, it's, yeah, but you know, the thing is, obviously I can't just stop doing podcast stuff. So it's no. like, oh, well, if that eight hours of week is not being spent doing podcast work, what I should probably do more podcast work just in yeah. a different way. And yeah. and that's kind of where we are is like, oh, OK, I actually uh, have have some free time that I can devote to dark parade per- pursuits in a way that yeah. I haven't been able to. So that's really exciting. And, and yeah, I do yeah. want to get into some interviews and stuff that was something i wanted to do a while back and then just you know time and circumstance and all but i'm i'm so excited yeah. for you guys i can't wait to listen to that oh yeah well that yeah that episode with the Adams family is out and then upcoming stuff will be well upcoming not entirely sure when but when we start promoting it on the the page and whatnot that's when you know because it'll be like okay cool we have a, a date cemented and shit so yeah. yeah all right well folks we will be back in a month to talk about yeah. more romance and murder and and dog and cat talking <laughs> can't promise on the dog and cat talking but we'll do our best on romance and murder i promise <laughs> well you can you can carry up that that content then. <laughs> <laughs> all right see you next time everybody bye